0: Well, the Leafs cleaning out their lockers yesterday after failing to get past the first round for the fifth year in a row. Meanwhile, everybody in the hockey world talking about that hit at the end of game one last night between Montreal and Winnipeg. Let's bring in the coach, Tim Cunningham. He joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, coach, good afternoon.
1: Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here, as always. Uh, for those that haven't seen it, this is a Mark Scheifele of the Jets we're uh, talking about, who hit uh, charged uh, Jake Evans of the uh, Canadians, who was scoring on an empty net right at the end of the game uh, last night. What is your take on uh, what happened there?
1: Well, um, you know, frankly, I think it was a stupid play by a really smart player. Um, you know, he uh, Scheifele skated one hundred and eighty feet, and the Department of Player Safety has to figure out. Did he go that 180 feet to separate the man from the puck, or to, uh, you know, to 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 lay that hit? And uh, you know, the evidence, you know, just the video evidence suggests that uh, he didn't have try any attempt to play the puck. Well, first of all, the puck was in the net when the hit was made, and uh, I think it was an emotional uh, play. By say, my own judgment, an emotional play, but uh, by Shifley, and uh, it should end up costing them. Now. Uh, the NHL is going to have a a phone meeting with Shifley, which typically means the suspension won't be any more than five games.
0: Yeah, and, I understand. There's not- a difference between sort of interrupt there, but a phone meeting yeah. and having an in person or a, like a Zoom meeting these days.
1: That, that's right. In person means you, you know it's going to be in the neighborhood of eight to, to ten games, but because it's over the phone, the maximum will be five games. And and you know, Jeff, there, there's a whole range of of opinion. I've I've heard all kinds of opinions today. Uh, ranging from uh, uh, I listened to uh, Boost Brudrow this morning who felt that uh, it was, uh, you know, it's sort of nothing to see here. You know, it might be a game to uh, my buddy Jack Todd in Montreal, a, a well-known columnist in Montreal who thinks Shifley should be thrown in prison. So it's, it's uh, uh, you know, I, I look at Rule 42 and the way the rule is written in my mind, uh, that was that the, the, the correct call was made on the ice. It was a major for charging uh, no matter what his intent was. You know, if, if he was just coming back 180 feet to prevent an empty net goal, it, it, it doesn't matter. He really didn't make any attempt to, to at all whatsoever. He lowered his shoulder, uh, you know, as, as, uh, as the puck was going into the net and then finished, finished the check. And, and um, uh, as I said, you know, Shikley, I, 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 I covered him in junior when he was a very, you know, smart kid, good guy. But that doesn't matter. He, uh, he, it, was a, it was a really stupid play, and he's got to pay a price.
0: And there is a difference between they're looking at charging here, not targeting of the head. Is that correct? Yeah,
1: it, it is. Yeah. It was, that's how it was called on the ice. And it's really the, the angle I've seen. It's really hard to tell He lower It does lower his shoulder. Uh, it's really hard to tell where the initial point of contact was. Uh, but, you know, as I said, you know, he, he skated 180 feet. And if you just, you know, if you, if, if you just look at the rule uh, as again, it's rule 42. Uh, that was a classic case of charging. Now, um, you know, trying to guess what the Department of Player Safety is going to do these days uh, is is a crapshoot. I mean, uh, I, I, I've never been a gambler. I'm not going to even try to to guess uh, what uh, George Paros is going to come up with here. But you know, I, I suspect it'll be it, it's got to be at least two games.
0: Yeah, we'll hear a ruling later this afternoon. The next game between the two uh, tomorrow night. Yep. Yes, sir. Okay, we'll get a ruling obviously uh, before then. All right, unfortunately, this is the second game one in a row that uh, Montreal has seen a player stretchered off the ice. Of course, uh, one of their own uh, last night. And in the Leaf series, it was uh, John Tavares. Here is the uh, captain. He met with the uh, media yesterday, along with other players in the Leaf management. Here's what uh, John Tavares had to say about how the Leafs season ended.
1: I feel like we've let our fan base down. Um, but in saying that, uh, I know how motivated, how determined, uh, how much each and every person cares. Uh, and how bad we want to have success and, and we'll, we won't stop and trying to get better and finding our way through this and, and getting to where we want to get to. So, um, you know, pick ourselves up uh, here over the next few days, weeks and months and and do everything we need to do to get better and prepare and, and uh, you know, find our way.
0: By the way, again, that was John Tavares yesterday, but that could have been John Tavares last year, the year before, the year before that. Really, this is something that Leafs Nation has heard uh, for decades, for uh, generations is that good enough anymore? Do you think, uh, Coach? This, uh, hey, we tried hard. Uh, we just didn't quite uh, make it. We'll try hard, even harder next year.
1: Well, you know uh, th- th- this. Th- th- this happens. This happens in hockey. I mean, I I remember a few years ago in junior uh, covering uh, the Kingston Frontenacs and the Peterborough Peets and Kingston up three nothing, and talking to some of the kids on that team, and uh, you know, Sam Bennett was on that team and said uh, to me, uh, you know, after game three, hey, we got this. And then Nick Ritchie scores an overtime winner in game seven a few days later. Um, you know, after game four, uh, nobody was talking uh, trash about the Leafs. Um, and, and over the span of six days, the Montreal Canadiens uh, for three from game five on were just the better team. And that happened. And Kerry Price uh, was, was unbelievable. And, and uh, you know, there's heading into the playoffs, the Canadians were seen as a minor blip on the road to the Stanley Cup final. Well, in the, in the NHL playoffs, at any level, playoffs there's no such thing as a minor blip in the road and you could just you could see it coming after game five that that uh, you know price was unstoppable i mean jack campbell was great uh but and and statistically jack campbell was just as good if not better than Kerry price in that series but i don't think anybody's saying that jack campbell played Kerry price and that's that's the difference between the eye test and analytics in my view uh you know uh, they, they um you know the, the, they let them off uh, let the canadians up off the mat uh, and uh, then the, the Canadians just, you know, just frustrated them. And and I don't think enough credit is being given to the Canadians about how well they played. It's it's sort of ripping apart the leaves and people talking about trading Mitch Marner and all this. Well, they're not, they're not going to trade Marner. I mean, for, you know, first of all, he's got close to an eleven million dollar cap hit, so they, your market's pretty pretty small. And what are you going to get back for Marner that's going to be better? And, and and nothing. You're not you're not going to you're not going to be in a situation where you, where if you trade a kid like that that you're going to come out ahead in that mm-hmm. trade you're going to look down the road fears down the road going why did we trade mitch martin you know, yeah so, so that's well, not going to happen
0: okay i want to talk about the the core and some possible trades in a second but to get back to letting the canadians up off the mat there was a lot of talk yesterday in the press conferences about the killer instinct and the ability to put a team away and do you think that that is a skill coach that uh, you can learn as a team or did they need to bring somebody in from the outside, uh, somebody who has uh, done that, has proven that, has maybe won a cup or two?
1: Well, I mean, that's why you brought in Nick Foligno, wasn't it? That's why you brought in Wayne Simmons and and, and Joe Thornton. Those guys, you know, were 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 tested, and and um, uh, so I, you know, I, I saw that that Shanahan said that. I, I really don't know. Uh, you know, I guess I, I would say that the Simmons deal was a was a swing and a miss. Uh, Joe Thornton uh, was uh, was uh, uh something that just couldn't keep up neither could Simmons and I think you know I was saying to friends after the next day uh after this you know this is this is this way this result was sort of bad for both teams because the Leafs aren't as bad as people think they are and the Canadians aren't as good as people think they are I mean the Canadians after after game four you know they're going to fire the GM going to fire get rid of the coaching staff and now you know these guys are getting extensions and on the other side you know, the Leafs are going to be on their way to the Stanley cup. And now we're talking about trading everybody and we don't have what it takes to win. And, and it was just, uh, this all happened over the span of six days. So I yeah, but is
0: it just be to be hard. fair, just this a series, because I think the frustration with Leafs nation is this is five years in a row. Now it's one and done out in the first round. And legitimately, I think you can ask some questions about the core because they're oh, not absolutely. as young as they uh, used to be. They're five years uh, older And whether or not you got too much money, $40 million, tied up in these four, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, and Nylander, and with the cap situation, I mean, you say that you would never trade away Mitch Marner and you'd probably regret it later. Maybe, but do you need to maybe get rid of one of those four big contracts and bring in some help uh, on the back end, uh, the defense, or even in goal?
1: Well, you know, I don't think I don't. You know, actually, you need a goalie. You know, I don't know if Campbell's your guy. You've got some guys that are unrestricted free agent. You know, Tuka Rask is going to be out there in, in the off season. uh Pecorine is going to be there in the off season. I mean, Rask is a kid that, that could come in and be a legitimate number one, and you'd have a great combo if you had Rask and uh, and Campbell um you know i i like the leaf defense i mean they're 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 steady uh zach bogosian's an unrestricted free agent uh but he only had a million dollar cap hit i think you can you can afford to, to to probably make a deal with him and then you know up front you know what do you do with hyman uh you know he's he's going to be due a big raise he's an unrestricted free agent uh 2.2 million dollar cap hit last year he's going to get a big raise so you know, it was Hyman. You know, big, nice surprise this season. Can he can he do it for the long term? Are you going to sign him long term and and see what he brings, or do you do you do you sign him for a lot of money on a on a short term deal? That's that's why they're paying Kyle Dubas all the money. But there are a lot of guys that won't be back. Uh, you know, Felino's probably gone, and that's that's too bad because you gave up a first round pick for 11 games. Um, you know, Galchenyuk's gone, uh, Thornton's got to be gone, and it would be nice to bring back Jason Spezza. Uh, you know, if Spezza earned. Uh, his money, and I think he even deserved a raise, but the 700 grand you paid him this year, you may need that money uh, to sign free agents. You may not have enough room for Jason Spezza under the cap uh, as much as you'd like to bring him back.
0: Kyle Dubas, Brendan Shanahan, uh, are they officially on the clock? Particularly Shanahan, he's been here a, a little longer. He uh, obviously picked Dubas over Lou Lamarillo to uh, lead this team, and uh, by the way, we should note the uh, Islanders uh, still going in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I I you know, I I I have faith. I I'm a big Brandon Shanahan fan was when he was a player and I still, you know, the Shanahan plan, uh, you know, didn't go. It was supposed to be a 5-year plan where what do we know in year 7 or 8. Um, you know, still any team in the league would love to have those top 4 guys, that core that the Leafs has. The Leafs have and and if you look at some of the better teams over the history of the NHL, let's go back to the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, they have that in, in fantastic core and it was the interchangeable parts that, that made them successful. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of these, the, the Blackhawks uh, re, of, of, of recent great core and, and some great interchangeable parts. They just have to hit better on some of those, you know, on, on, your, on your, on your, on your bottom six forwards. And as I said, you know, I like their defensive core and you, you, you need a goalie and, and, uh, uh, but, but that core uh, to me is untouchable and, 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 you know, and, and Dubas and, and, and Shanahan uh, put this together. I, I would like it if the Leafs d- 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 uh, were dependent a little less on analytics and a little more on the eye test. Um, but um, because the two teams that really depend on analytics in the Canadian division, the Oilers and the Leafs, neither one of them are playing. So um, I, I, uh, Uh, I think, and and, and again, Jeff, I I just don't think enough people are giving credit to the Canadians. And if you recall, you and I talked about this going into the season, that the Montreal Canadiens arguably had the best off-season of any team in the NHL. They
0: Mm -hmm. just didn't
1: play well this season, and they played well when it counted.
0: Just finally, uh, I want to note just how loyal the fan base is here in Toronto, uh, Leafs Nation. Have you seen a more loyal fan base? Maybe the Red Sox, obviously, in baseball is a comparative, but... uh, you know, a fan base that sticks by its uh, team and has been as uh, suffering a, as long as uh, the Leafs fans have.
1: Yeah, I, well, the Chicago Cubs um, were were one for a long time, and and you know the, the, the Hab fans are, are just as loyal and passionate as as, as Leaf fans. But uh, they got a yeah, few more cups. <laughs> yeah, they have. They, had, 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 no, but but I mean, I look at the, the you know the uh, the Leafs are now uh, you know in in a, in a month they'll have been the longest of any team in the NHL without a without a Stanley Cup. So mm-hmm. I compared them to what the Chicago Cub fans were prior to the Cubs winning the World Series a couple of years ago.
0: All right. Next year. Next year is yes, our sir. year.
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? Uh, you know, as, as funny and redundant as this is to say, I think these this core these kids learn a lot from, from this because, uh, as I said, they let them. They let them off on of that, and, and in pro hockey, you can never, ever, ever do that. Even in juniors, you can't do that.
0: All right, Coach, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Take care. You as well. That's the coach, Tim Cunningham.